Happy Friday, Razorback fans. It is Friday, September 9th, which means tomorrow South Carolina is going to be in town. Well, they might be in town today, but they're going to be at Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium tomorrow, 11 a.m., Arkansas versus South Carolina SEC opener. Get excited. Spencer Rattler's coming to your place on yesterday's, on yesterday's episode. I put that clip in there. Spencer Rattler just basically telling his receivers he sucked on whatever TV show that was. So uh, Spencer Rattler hate week. And uh, we're going to talk about X factors for both teams today going into this game. Guys that they're going to have to play well in this game for their team to win. You're listening to the Gridiron Hawks podcast. I'm Mason Choate, joined by Robert Stewart and Alex Trader. We're the crew over at hogbeat.com. That's H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com. It is the Rivals website covering the Arkansas Razorbacks. Got a lot of great coverage over there. Uh, this morning, Alex had his preps preview. So all those recruits, all those commits for the 2023 class, you can check out their games. He's got links to everything over there. Today, we're going to have the MyPerfectFranchise.net potentially perfect picks of the week. So uh, you're going to want to look at that. I will say that it doesn't come from Alex Trader, so it might hit. Um, if you take any betting advice from Alex Trader, then it's just it's it'll never hit ever. So um, I I definitely advise you to not do that. We might get into that later on the episode, but uh, let's kind of get into what's going on, boys. There's nothing really happening. Um, nothing really happened on Thursday because there was no there were no media availabilities. You know, um, just get it like marked down in your head that there will be no media availability after Wednesdays. So. Um, I mean, the big thing that everybody keeps asking and wants to know is Catalan and Slusher. I'll just say it now. Still no update, but let's just go ahead and plan for them to not play. I put out my injury report for Arkansas yesterday, and uh, I I labeled them as doubtful. So, and that's that's not because that's what the team officially said. Um, the team does not come out with an injury report. That's based off of what Sam Pittman has said, based off of the fact that we did not see either one of them at practice on Monday or Tuesday. Um, So I'm just going to go ahead and say that I don't think either one of them are going to play based off of what happened last week, based off of what Sam Pittman said, based on what we saw at practice. Any pushback from either of you? I don't think so. I mean, Slusher was down for a while. Like, I I just don't see him playing – uh, not again this season, but this week in particular. Um, and I mean, it again. We we've talked about this, I think, before, but it's it's not worth repeating anything what, that we've heard about Jalen Catalan. But um, I I'm, I'm not expecting to see Jalen Catalan anytime soon. All right. Um, one guy that <clears throat> you can potentially expect to see is Dominique Johnson. We've talked about him on the podcast quite a bit this week because he did get out of that green jersey, and that's a good thing for him. It really seems like it, he's just the definition of a game-time decision. Whether or not he feels good enough on Saturday to play against South Carolina, you know, that's it would be a boost to the Arkansas uh, running back room um, against the South Carolina team that gave up 200 yards rushing to Georgia State. I think it was like five yards a carry in that game. And now they're going to go go against Arkansas with, you know, a really talented running back room 
when that's not including Dominic Johnson, then just throw Dominic Johnson in there, and Arkansas might run for a lot of yardage if Dominic Johnson plays. And even if he doesn't, they probably still will. You talk about the running back room, and you, you still forget about K.J. Jefferson. And, heck, Malik Hornsby might account for 20, 30 rushing yards for the plays that he gets in. So um, a lot of mouths to feed on that Arkansas offense, but uh, it seems like they, they figured it out for the most part. So let's get into our X-Factors, guys, because there's not a whole lot of news to talk about. Um, so we're going to do this this way. We're going to have one player for South Carolina and then one player on each side of the ball for Arkansas. So, Robert, I will let you go ahead and go with your offensive player for Arkansas. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna take the easy route and go with K.J. Jefferson here. Uh, I think if he does not rack up 300 300- all-purpose yards with no turnovers. I I I worry about Arkansas's ability to win this game. Now, I'll, I'll give him. He, he's allowed one turnover for every additional fifty yards he gets. So, three hundred fifty all-purpose yards, one turnover. Call that the same as three hundred yards, no turnovers. Um, KJ Jefferson for me. Uh, let's see. I was trying to do the math while you were talking of his all-purpose yards from last week. It's 223 plus 62. Quick math. Robert, do the math for me. You're smart. 285. 285. So, I mean, 300. So, are you saying that 300, he's going to have to do a little bit more against uh, South Carolina than he did against Cincinnati? I think so, because I don't think that the Hogs can hold South Carolina scoreless for a whole half like they did uh, against Cincinnati last week. There you go. I think that's a good point. Um, I'll go with my offensive player. I think that Jaden Hazelwood is going to have to do a little bit more in this one. He was targeted five times, had three catches, 42 yards, and that really impressive touchdown last week against Cincinnati. I'd like to see him, you know, get a little bit more work, a little bit uh, more targets. Uh, I, I think he's got to get open more. Um, I do think that Trey Knox, what he did last week, you know, he's going to draw a little bit more attention than he did from Cincinnati. So South Carolina knows about him more. And I I, I said it on this podcast going into the season, like I think Trey Knox is going to have a huge year. Um, But now he's just another guy that a defense has to worry about. Maybe that opens up a few more targets for Jaden Hazelwood. I think I'd like to see him go for more than 42 yards. You're talking about K.J. Jefferson having to get those all-purpose yards. I think that he's going to have to share a little bit of those passing yards to Jaden Hazelwood, maybe a little bit more in this one. Matt Landers, another guy. I mean, I feel like I you can kind of combine those two guys. Like, you'd like to see a little bit more from them. And, you know, Arkansas didn't need a whole lot from them last week. And, heck, if they run the ball like we're expecting them to, they might not need them this week. But, you know, if you get in a bind in that safety blanket of Trey Knox isn't there, who's your next guy? It's Jaden Hazelwood. And, heck, he might be the first guy. I think it's him or Knox. Is Those are the, your two safety blankets if you're K.J. Jefferson. I think that Jaden Hazelwood might have a little bit of a better game this week than he did last week. Alex, go ahead. Yeah, so my player is not technically a part of the offense. Uh, it's in that third phase of the game, the special teams unit. Um, last week we saw true freshman punter Max Fletcher out there starting. Didn't necessarily do anything to wow you. You didn't see the, the, the mile-high punts. That, that we hear about constantly in practice. Um, I know you guys said that earlier this week, you saw them while you were leaving, but uh, he's got to do a little bit more, especially given what uh, Caleb said about 
South Carolina special teams are, uh, in, in last week's game. They had two blocked punt returns for a touchdown. Arkansas, you know, over the past couple of years has had a couple of situations where you're not overly confident in that stat coming into a game. You really have to hold the, hold the line on that punt unit, make sure that the ball's getting off. And then Max Fletcher has to be able to match the South Carolina punter. We, we heard he had a 79-yard punt last week. Not expecting that, but you have to be able to get the ball downfield and give your Arkansas defense a chance to be able to, to hold them and then win that field position battle. You're not going to do it with those shanks, those 20-yard punts, those even the 40-yard the line drives. It's just not a recipe for success, and it's going to make it a lot more difficult for the Razorbacks in this one. All right. I agree. Uh, I think the, the whole Max Fletcher thing was weird. A, a lot of people were kind of confused about it, especially when you know you saw the way that he punted the ball last week and then they removed the oar from the depth chart with him and Reed Bauer. Now it's just Max Fletcher as the starter. And I feel like we understand the potential he has. It was just, you know, I don't, I don't think he reached that potential on Saturday against Cincinnati. And, you know, they're expecting him to do that this week. Maybe. I mean, he got those first game jitters out. He's from Australia. It was his first game, uh, like live action game on the, on a stage like that, you know, his brother's on the other side, his parents are in town. I'm sure the nerves were going crazy. But we've seen it at practice from Fletcher. Like he, he can kick the ball, is is high and as far as Sam Pittman says he has. It's just now you want to see it in the game. All right, um, Robert, go with your defensive player. Uh, for me, I think it's got to be Drew Sanders. Um, I I don't know if if Arkansas can can pull it off without without him. You know, sort of blowing things up in in the South Carolina backfield. Um, he picked up his first sack as a hog last week against Cincinnati. I think he's going to have to do it again, uh, maybe even get another half or, or a whole sack on top of that. Um, get get Spencer Rattler some pressure. I know know we've heard that he's, he's better outside the pocket, but uh, if he can get to him before he can get outside the pocket, then uh, that bodes well for Arkansas in my mind. Yeah, Drew Sanders, a guy that he looked – I mean, he looked dominant last week. There were just a few times where he was like just inches away from taking Ben Bryant down, and he just he couldn't get him, but he made him uncomfortable, you know, forced a, a bad throw. You got to be able to do that against Spencer Rattler. I mean, I think it was Georgia State had three sacks and so many uh, – a few more QB hurries. I don't remember how many QB hurries, but – Georgia State was able to get to Spencer Rattler, so you would think that Arkansas is able to do it, and Drew Sanders should be leading that rush um, a few times at least in this game. So I'm going to go with Latavius Brini. Uh, As we mentioned earlier, I don't think that Jalen Catalan uh, is going to play in this game, and so Latavius Brini is going to be filling that role of Catalan because he's still got Simeon Blair back there. He's going to be playing his his normal role. Now you have Latavius Brini filling in for a guy who could be a, a you know a potential All-American if he stays healthy all year, and so um, that's this specific scenario is why you bring in a guy like Latavius Brini. He played for Georgia last year. That incredible Georgia defense. You know he wasn't <clears throat> he wasn't like an everyday starter, but he played for them, and now he's at Arkansas. He's got that SEC experience. You know he's played against South Carolina. Um, so he has that. He has the big game experience. He knows what he's doing. He's a he's an older guy, and uh, now he's got to fill in, and he's got to do his job. Sam Pittman seemed like he was confident in him, said that he's not like a fish out of water, so that's a good thing. But uh, he's going to have to step up. 
he's going to have to make plays. He's going to have to make the right reads, fill that role of that ball hawking safety who he he's taking care of that back end. Like Jalen Catalan is one of the better guys at just taking care of things and not letting the big plays happen. And so you have you have to think the way that Arkansas's corners got burned last week, it's bound to happen at least one or at least one time more than that this week at some at some point. And so is Latavius Brini and Simeon Blair. They're going to be able to take care of that stuff on the back end. Now they got Kari Johnson back there. You know, at times, Jaden Johnson playing the nickel. He might play a little safety. Like, they're going to have to mix and match a few things without Miles Slusher and Jalen Catalan. So um, I think that the first guy on that line is Latavius Brini, and uh, I'd, I'd like to see him have a good day Saturday. Alex. Yeah, in the same vein as what Robert was talking about, I think the defensive line has to go out there and, and perform at least at the level they did last week. You had three sacks as a team. Landon Jackson was able to get one. Zach Williams, uh, Jordan Dominic with that huge uh, sack that resulted in a fumble and a, a big Arkansas turnover around midfield. Um, and then you also had one for Drew Sanders. But it, it's a team effort. And, and you're facing a quarterback here last week. I mean, no disrespect to Ben Bryant, but he really wasn't able to do much, whether it was in the pocket or out of the pocket. This week, you're facing a quarterback who isn't only a mobile guy, but he's actually better outside the pocket from what I've seen from him. Uh, in, in his game last week, he was in the grasp a couple of times even with, and was able to get out and, and kind of do his own thing and make a play downfield. So you need the defensive line to be able to not only contain him, but finish the play when you've got him in the grasp, make him uncomfortable, um, and then also not let him get too far out to the outside where he's able to do something by himself as well as in the passing game, you need to stop the run. Um, Terry Hampton was a huge part of that run, that run defense last week, uh, clogging up the middle. And I, I'm not quite sure what the rushing game is going to look like between, you know, last week's game and this week's game, but you're really going to want Arkansas to, to dominate that aspect of the game, because I really do think that's the key to victory. That's, that's how you're going to win this one is, is you want uh, run run the South Carolina defense down and don't let them do it back to you. Make them make plays downfield, and, and that all starts. You know, you hear it time and time again. Corners love great defensive lines because they they make their job a lot easier, and that's what Arkansas needs to do here, especially with, you know, the injuries that you talked about, Mason, uh, and having some, some guys who you're not necessarily uh, – who you haven't looked at as your starters throughout fall camp back there. Yeah, um, if South Carolina runs the ball like they did last week, 79 yards, and I think they averaged like two and a half yards a carry, Arkansas should run away with this game. Um, but that's to be determined. They have a five-star running back. And so it's like South Carolina is good there. It's just are they going to perform the way they did last week? And <clears throat> something that I've talked about with a lot of people this week, I, I one of the bigger strides that you make throughout the season is that week between week one and week two. Because you finally got that in-game action. You got to see what you look like against a different team. And then you're able to go and, like, look at all those things and say, here's what we're doing wrong. And instead of, like, you're looking at a scrimmage or a practice, it's just so much different and so much easier to fix your mistakes. And so look at Arkansas last year, the way they performed against Rice and then the way they performed against Texas the next week. This this year, Arkansas got a much tougher test in Cincinnati Still came out with a win in week one, and now they're playing a team in South Carolina who, I mean, are they as good as that Texas team was last year? I don't know. Um, we know that they're not ranked, and Texas was ranked going into that game. 
take it with a grain of salt because like Texas is always going to get ranked going into yeah, that, that, that aspect of it doesn't matter. Preseason rankings, you know, this year they're favoring Arkansas, but generally speaking, you're going to look at them. You're going to have to look at them under a microscope because you're going to always have Texas, Notre Dame, uh, shoot LSU was ranked in there last year after doing nothing uh, the season before. So uh, pretty comparable. Maybe that Texas team's a little bit better. Okay. Um, I, it's it's tough, like you said. I mean, preseason rankings don't mean anything. You've only seen one game from South Carolina, um, and we saw a whole season from that Texas team, so you, you can't really compare the two. Um, sorry about that. Uh, let's go with the let's go with the South Carolina players. I, I was about to say defensive because mine is defensive, but uh, Robert, I'll let you start again with your South Carolina player. I'm gonna go with Jaheim Bell. He's their tight end number zero. Uh, he had. 11 touches in South Carolina's 35 to 14 win over Georgia State last week. Uh, 11 touches, meaning four receptions for 18 yards and seven carries for 39 yards. Um, I will admit, I have not seen this guy play in game. uh, So I don't know how exactly they use him. But um, I mean, just based on these stats alone, I would think uh, the, the Gamecocks can't win this game without him getting the ball at least 10 times. Yeah, I'm looking at his his page for the the South Carolina football uh, website, and the first thing they say about him is Swiss Army knife who can line up just about anywhere, including in the backfield. So, a gifted playmaker who's a matchup nightmare. Six three two thirty two, athletic, explosive, versatile skill set. So, the South Carolina people are high on him. Um, I'm sure that's a, one of those players that Arkansas is going to hone in on and try to limit him. Uh, and going back to that Texas game, like Arkansas, you remember uh, what's Texas running back's name? What's his name? Bijan Robinson. 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 Yeah, Arkansas kind of shut him down in that game. So is Jaheim Bell the guy that you want to shut down in this game? There's I'm, South Carolina's got some good guys on offense. I mentioned they have that five-star running back. I can't think of his name right now. Alex, do you know his name? I, I haven't delved too much into South Carolina recruiting. Let me let Are we me talk about Marshawn Lloyd. Yeah, Marshawn Lloyd. That's the that's the guy. Five star. Yeah. He um, had he had eleven carries for thirty yards last week for what it's how, worth. How many catches did he have though? He had some catches. Do you have that on him? Uh looks like two grabs for thirty one yards and a touchdown. There you go. I knew I knew I saw the touchdown. Um, so he so scored that... he scored on the ground and through the air. Last oh week. wow. Okay. Um, well, there you go. <clears throat> okay, my player, my X factor for South Carolina is going to be their true freshman safety, Nick Emanwari. Uh, the guy above him got hurt, and so now he's going to be starting. This is from this is from Caleb Alexander. He had some critical plays against Georgia State, including an early fourth and one stop in the red zone that stalled Georgia State's first drive. So, um, you know, it's a true freshman safety. Uh, I th- I think that, you know, Arkansas can kind of go at this guy. K.J. Jefferson, I mean, he's experienced. He knows what he's doing. Is this a guy that you're going to be able to go after there on the back end? you got to get past some of the corners. Or maybe if you have, you know, Nick Emanwari playing some man with somebody, then you go after him. And so it's a true freshman. His second game ever is on the road in Fayetteville in an SEC matchup. So, I think that he's going to have to step up and play a good game for South Carolina, just like Latavius Brini is going to have to do for Arkansas. So the two safeties for me, that, those are my X factors. Alex, go ahead. 
Yeah, where better to look than the quarterback? Uh, Spencer Rattler last week had a really impressive game against Georgia uh, Georgia State, 23 of 37, um, 227 yards, so nothing crazy there. But he did make, like I said, a lot of nice throws on the run, was able to, to, at least from what I saw, roll out and get the ball dropped over the defenders. Not quite sure how much that's going to translate because I don't really know what the talent of Georgia State's defensive backfield looks like. I'm going to assume Arkansas has an edge, but with the injuries – um you know what assuming does he did have two interceptions and not a great qbr but um the key here is going to be uh if he's able to get into his rhythm and you know he was a five-star prospect for a reason he was able to go out um have a nice season in oklahoma his first year hasn't quite translated beyond that but he does have the talent so that's something you're always going to have to look out for if you're an opposing defense um and if he can get into a rhythm, take care of the ball, and force the action downfield, and beyond that, he's going to make plays. There's going to be a play or two where you're looking at Spencer Rattler and you're seeing him do something that makes you go, wow. That's just what happens with five-star talent. You're also going to have some plays with Rattler from what we've seen that you're scratching your head going, "Why? how did this guy get a five-star rating? What are the, what do people see in him? Why was he the projected number one overall pick? If he's able to limit those – Take what he's given. This Arkansas defense last week even was giving up plays right across the middle. Receivers were able to find spots. Um, if he's able to take what he's given, as well as forcing the action when he needs to, South Carolina is going to have a heck of a lot of a better chance than, than if he is able to go out and, and not do those things and turn the ball over like we've seen from him time and time again. So do you think that uh, the fact that Spencer Rattler's receivers in high school hated him, do you think that really affects him going into this game, Alex? No, I think there's a leadership style issue that that he did have in high school. Also, off the top, the disrespect for, for QB1 beyond, or, or uh, under the lights, um, the show that brought you Tate Martell, brought you Jake Fromm, Justin Field, Spencer Rattler, crazy not to know the name of that one. But well, I- Wait, hold on. Did you just say it's behind the lights? QB1. I, I said QB1 yesterday. It's QB1 oh, yeah. beyond the lights. That's that's literally what I said. QB1. Yeah, I wasn't on I wasn't on the one yesterday. Or oh. Earlier in this one, you said whatever about. that show is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm sorry. I, I said it yesterday, so. Fair. But regardless, I think there does – there has been, you know, even in his time at Oklahoma, you saw some leadership issues. Has he fixed those? I'm not sure. He did have a receiver go transfer to go play with him uh, in South Carolina, but um, he he's an interesting cat. He really did look like a scumbag on the show. Granted, high school kid, you don't want to judge him too much. That's a lot of attention being put on him. Um, as far as whether it's going to translate on the field, I'm not quite sure. They haven't really been behind this season to where it's going to really make him uh, or test his leadership abilities, we may see that Saturday. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll have my eye on him on the sideline. All right, so the line is at eight right now. Is that right? Eight or yeah, – I saw it moved back to eight and a half, but I'm not certain. Okay. I've got nine on Bet Saracen right now. Arkansas minus nine. All right, do we think that the Razorbacks cover? No. No. I think they'll win by a touchdown. I don't think they'll cover. Alex, I also don't see them covering. Um, I, I I listened to what Caleb Alexander had to say. I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game. I think you do have injuries to both defenses, but I think uh, South Carolina, you know, two turnovers last week. 
really got lucky with two two punt returns for touchdown or two blocked punt returns for touchdowns. Um, you're not going to have that this week. And then Arkansas's method to winning this game, though I think they are going to do it very effectively, is running the ball down the throat of that South Carolina defense. That runs clock. That that keeps the score relatively low. Um, I, I think unless South Carolina is really struggling bad uh, and turning the ball over and giving Arkansas prime scoring opportunities, the Razorbacks just aren't going to be able to break away as a style of play. And that's fine. If you're winning the game, that's fine. The, the line doesn't necessarily matter there. But I just think that the, the way that these two teams play, it's going to be really, really difficult to break out and win a game by double digits. What's the over-under set at? Uh, 52 and a half. So you're, you're thinking under here. Uh, well, so last week I had the under and it, it went over by like one point off that late, that late touchdown. So I'm, I'm really, it, it was a tough first week uh, of taking some other picks that I was given. And then also my own picks this week, I, I'll say under, I had 23, 20, uh, South Carolina in the preseason. I think that's going to flip, um, and probably won't get too much higher than, than the, the 20 to 30 point range. So, yeah, I'll stick with the under. I had 34-24 preseason, and I think I want to stick with that score. I think that that is what I want to stay with. Honestly, if I was if I was to make any change to that, I would say South Carolina scores less. 34-24 Arkansas winning, by the way. I If I was to change it to anything, I might take a touchdown away from South Carolina and say 34-17 Arkansas. Um, Robert, what's your score prediction? Uh, I think I I changed from 24-23 in the preseason to 27-20. So um, I'm sticking with the under. Arkansas wins both times, by the way. Uh, sticking with the under, though, I do think it, it's probably going to come down to the wire, uh, at least as, as far as the over-under goes. All right. You know, Bet Saracen has these player props. You guys want to talk about those? Alex, you have it pulled up? I can pull it up. I think I have it. I do it. have it pulled up. I looked at them a little bit earlier. Some of these are kind of fun, and of course, we cover the team, so we don't bet on the team, but these would be fun. Maybe we can give some of these listeners a few pointers, maybe what we would take if we were to bet. Um, I looked at it this morning, and I think there's a couple that are more favorable that are uh, plus odds. So Cam Little, plus 120 uh, for his longest field goal made to be over 36 and a half yards. I would I would take that, you know, that one. I like that one. I like Jaden Hazelwood plus 120 for over half a receiving touchdown. And then I also like Trey Knox plus 150 for over half a receiving touchdown. Those are the ones that if you're talking about plus odds that I, I, I think that there's a good shot at those hitting. Alex? Yeah, I think um, I, I would have liked to have seen – oh, there is a Drew Sanders one now. I think Drew Sanders over one and a half sacks is a lot. Uh, I would have liked to have gotten that one, you know, at, at half a sack because I do think he's going to really cause some problems for that South Carolina offensive line. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, even though the Hogs are going by committee in this one, likely from the running back position, if we saw, like I said, I think the, I think the key to this game is Arkansas running the ball down the throat of the South Carolina defense. That means not making mistakes with the ball in the red zone. So I think you're going to see them run the ball a lot down in that red zone, not trying to force the action too, too much. Um, Rocket Sanders over one and a half receiving t- or one and a half rushing touchdowns at plus 200 seems like something that, that even though it's going to be done, got, done by committee, he is that lead back. I wouldn't be surprised to see him do that. 
Yeah, there's also other things like uh, KJ Jefferson over half a rushing touchdown. That's at minus one thirty. KJ over two hundred twenty two or two hundred twenty five and a half passing. That's minus one ten. Uh, Trey Knox over fifty five and a half receiving. There's a bunch of stuff here on Bet Saracen. Uh, I like KJ um, six and a, or sixty six and a half rushing yard or sixty five and a half rushing yards. Excuse me. Yeah, I think that's something that that you really can't account for. Um, and it's something that he feels comfortable going out and doing. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, before we let everybody go, I want to remind you about MyPerfectFranchise.net. <clears throat> Not only can you visit MyPerfectFranchise.net to uh, help you become a franchise owner, I want to remind you that uh, we got the My Perfect Franchise perfect, potentially perfect picks of the week coming out on Hogbeat.com later today. But if you're a displaced corporate executive and you want to put your career in your own hands or you're you're an experienced entrepreneur and you want to diversify, Andy Ledecky can help. He's a longtime Rivals member and franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses right now, and he uses his expertise um, that he's gained throughout this whole journey of his to help others achieve and find their American dream. It's a free consultation process. And you can put your life and career in your 100 in your own hands because it's 100% free. You have nothing to lose. Call them at 404 973 9901 or email them A Ledecky, that's A L U E D E C K E, and myperfectfranchise.net, or just go to myperfectfranchise.net, read up about it. And uh, I, I think that it's it's a great thing for these people who have this money sitting around. It's a it's a long process to make sure that you get set up with the correct business. You know, people walk you through things to do. They teach you how to do it. Basically, they feed it to you on a silver platter. That way you can make more money. So give Andy a call and visit his website, myperfectfranchise.net. Thank you, Andy Ledecky. And uh, <clears throat> Andy's also hooking y'all up with the potentially perfect picks of the week from Brian Edwards. So we'll have that out at hogbeat.com. Go visit hogbeat.com. Arkansas versus South Carolina tomorrow, 11 a.m. We'll talk to everybody on Monday.